Watch who? Hello. Welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Watching for the very first time. Very first time. And welcome everybody to Castle Grakt and the season 16 Duskers! <laughs> the Duskers! <laughs> Here we are everybody at this wonderful medieval banquet we have before us. Thank you so much to Count Grendel for letting us use his castle here today. It looks very regal. His castle or the castle? Or Prince Reynard's castle, Princess Drella's castle, whoever. Whoever's castle it is, we're in. Thanks. Well done, everybody, for getting past all the tar and wood beasts out there to make your way to this ceremony. <laughs> You've done very well. Uh, who have we got coming through the drawbridge? Oh, there's a Shrivenzal making his way out of the little swampy thing. We've got Vivian Fay and Amelia Rumford arm in arm. Oh, they've brought some sandwiches. Oh, they're friends again. All friends again. Uh, we've got uh, Garon, uh, Unstaff, Binro. Nice little trio there. Binro, Binro, Binro. Oh, here come the Swampies. There's a whole lot of them. They will be playing their uh, music tonight over in the uh, banqueting hall. Oh, there's Lamia. She's over there. She's back. Oh, and here we have K9. He's done up gold for the occasion. Oh, I thought it was just a bow tie, but sure he's gold. <laughs> oh, and here we have the White Guardian and the Black Guardian. They've made friends, especially for this ceremony. Arm in arm as well. <laughs> oh, and of course, Merrick and Princess Astra, also arm in arm. There's a lot of couples here tonight, looking yeah. around the room. What's all going on? It's a couple's night. <laughs> it's couple's night yeah. at Castle Graves. <laughs> there we are i think that's everybody lovely well should we crack on with the ceremony Mark? yes yeah i'm just saying we are both on stage for the whole night you don't have to go anywhere because we've got our robot doubles so they can do all the roaming for us <laughs> <laughs> so just wave over there sarah's robot android our android doubles <laughs> yeah your android android Sarah. <laughs> over at the uh, drawbridge entrance chatting to everyone <laughs> it's great isn't it Lamia did a couple of um, copies of us all so of course anyway. won't get confusing later but sure <laughs> oh yeah I'm not getting <laughs> well it's fine what do you, how I'm do you tell confused. if you've got like a swollen ankle or a... yeah if I just sprain my ankle then everyone will tell us apart is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah I think so <laughs> right okay well we'll get on I'll just crack on with that then. <laughs> right, we'll get on with the, the uh, ceremony then. We start off with Best Villain. Um, everybody, there are Terry Nations available over at the Medieval Bar this time. So everybody <laughs> grab one of those and a sausage sandwich. We have, as we said, banned any citrus because of Vivian Fay and, uh, and all of that. Uh, oh, allergies. yeah. So um, we're all... Um, we're Cesar of Diplus friendly tonight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, best villain, <laughs> speaking of which. So the nominees are The Nurse from the Pirate Planet, Vivian Fay 
from the Stones of Blood. I am Vivian Fay of Rose Cottage, Boscow, and ask anyone in Boscow and they will identify me. Count Grendel from the Androids of Tara. You forget, Doctor, I'm a Gracht. We never surrender. And the Shadow from the Armageddon Factor. Princess Astra, you hear me? We've had loads of like human villains because we didn't have many monsters. Lots to choose from. We talked about Graf in Decay. We talked about the Captain from the Pirate Planet. We did have Lamia. We talked about Lamia. We talked about Thorn from the Power of Kroll and the Marshal. But the four that we had will really stand out, I think, because we love that twist with the nurse. The reason we went for nurse over captain or anyone else was because actually the nurse was in, well, the nurse slash real name, but we've referred to uh, as Queen Zanxia. I only didn't say Queen Zanxia because I wasn't sure if I pronounced it right. A, it was a really great twist. And B, they were the one in charge all along, you know? They were really controlling the whole situation. What a what a power move. Yeah, it was a really good, well, bad scheme, but also the way that it was done, that she was just hanging around in the background for like the first episode, and you didn't really even notice her. She was just sort of like an extra in the background, and then suddenly she comes right to the front and she's the main villain. We really enjoyed that. Vivian Faye, I thought, was brilliant. Again, a, very similar, though, because she starts off, you think she's friendly, having, you know, in her cottage with Amelia and everything, and then turns completely into this alien villainess that's done yeah, these yeah. crimes. Like, and then Grendel, proper baddie, because he didn't care about... Yeah, oh, yeah. Grendel, the whole time, is just trying to get what he wants. Again, he starts off with um, Romana, very like, you're wondering who he is, but even from the start, you're like, hmm, who is he? And it's very clear that he's the villain, and he plays that the whole way through, right until the end. There's no change, there's no shocker, and he's he's brilliant at that part. And you wanted the shadow a bit more than me. Well, it was between his shadow. Who was it between shadow and? Well, maybe the captain. Who did maybe you have? I would have maybe said the captain, but oh, that was it. And I said the reason for the shadow. We both were. We both were like shadow and captain were the ones we had also both had, but you'd put the captain and I'd put the shadow, but we both said like we'd umdenard about them. And I said, the reason I didn't for the captain over the shadow is because the captain is under the nurse's command more. Whereas the shadow is trying to do bad throughout. And there was a real sense of threat and danger. Like as a character, I felt that there was more of a, in each episode, the threat and the danger element felt real from that character. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he was a, maybe a little bit of a Panto-y villain, if we did have a Panto villain this season. We didn't have Thorn from The Power of Crow, who was the baddie guy that was, he was pretty bad, but I just, he didn't make an impression on us, and that's why he's not there. You've got to be a good character and make a good impression on us <laughs> as well to, to get a Tosca. Exactly. So The judges are you and me. So, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't appeal to you and me. It ain't getting a nomination. Sorry, so guys. So Thorn may be in people's books as like, oh, he's a proper baddie, but we just we didn't care for him, so that's why he's not there. <laughs> Sorry, Thorn. There we go. There's the Kroll crew over there. 
Booing at us. <laughs> um, okay, would you like to announce the winner then? And the winner is the nurse. Yay! Really close, really close. Yeah, great character though. Great twist. Um, really memorable. And as like when we talked about it, for me, it was more the scale of what they were doing, which was consuming planets and like billions and billions of life for the for the life of one. Like oh, it was like vast and huge, you know. We'd not had anything like that before. That was like, and I love that it was a woman as well. Like, there was so much to love about that. And she wasn't like over the top, and she wasn't really like they didn't get like this. I don't know, sort of a character that you would expect to play a villain. She seemed quite timid, actually, in her just in the way she acted and her just the way she sort of presented herself. She was sort of quite quiet, but then she when she said those sort of orders and stuff, it was cutting and it you listened to her, but it wasn't necessarily just to. Do you see what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Just the way it was played. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I do. You're like so out of sync. Am I? (laughs) Like you're a good like 10 seconds out of sync. So you're talking to date, but your movement's like 10 seconds out. Oh, it's fine this end. We'll carry on. (laughs) (laughs) You're really out of sync. So it's just quite amusing to watch. Technical difficulties, everybody. Who have we got this? Mr. Fibulae. (laughs) Mr. Fibulae, can you sort out our, our, um, our broadcasting, please? Oh, it's not Mark out of sync. Sorry, it's the um, thing you stepped in instead. Your, um, your my clone. clone, yeah, my clone. Okay, well, Mister Fibuli, we'll have a look. We'll have a look at the the systems for us, and um... sorry, I was just I was just fascinated listening to you, but watching you do completely different. <laughs> well, we shall we shall carry on, and hopefully things will, will sort themselves out, and we'll be able to hear each other. Okay, <laughs> next category is best monster. And we only really have a few to choose from, and they are the Shrivenzal from the Rebus Operation, the Ogre from the Stones of Blood. What's that? Too late. The Taran Wood Beast from the Androids of Tara. <laughs> And Kroll from the power of Kroll. Right, well, it, there wasn't many monsters in this whole season, so there's literally nothing else. If anybody else can think of anyone, let us know, but we only had those four. Yeah, we really struggled here. I think we went through every episode trying to think of monsters, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, I just, I just thought, did you invite Kroll to the Doskers? No, I thought you thought of another monster. <laughs> I, I forgot to invite Kroll. Oh no! I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I forgot to invite Kroll. Everyone, <laughs> well, he wouldn't have fitted into the the thing anyway, really. Into the no, yeah. There's no water no, around, so um, not really. It's a bit of a no. lake. But... Um, Shrivenzal was only in like one episode, really, two episodes. The Ogre were 
quite well they were just stones at the end of the day in terms of what but they probably had the most impact in terms of the story that they were in they did quite a lot they were the big threat in a way working for Vivian Fay. it's just so odd isn't it just these random stones going around but it worked oh yeah it was really effective less effective was the tar and wood beast yeah we weren't fans of that really but we really struggled to find monsters full stop for this and then crawl you said was just a head with tentacles looked good and effective it did the part big part of the story but that overall story we weren't that bothered about it. it's not like we were like yay crawl it's really exciting i found the story quite difficult so yeah well none of them were like prawn bad no, 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 not at all, not this season. Not even no. the Tar and Wood Beast, actually, considering. You would have thought I would have had a rant about that, but because the story was really good, it didn't matter. No, no, exactly. Like, A, how good the season's been, that there are very few bad moments, and even when there are bad moments, it's so minimal. I mean, it's not like they're a major element of that story. They appear right at the start, they get shot, and then you never see them again. <laughs> Like, it's so minor. Yeah, if it was a story like they were all tar and wood beasts everywhere. <laughs> like Yeah, exactly. If it wasn't if it wasn't clones, it was tar and wood beasts, we might have a different conversation, but it's not. Okay, well, we are very uh, excited to find out who has won. So uh here is the envelope. And the winner is the Ogres. Hey, there they are, here they are, making their way up to the stage, somehow. Oh, they come, as, well, slowly. Well, they sort of glide, don't they, the ogre? They don't, like... Yeah, I don't think we've ever seen the how they actually go along the floor. But anyway. I don't think they have feet. I think they just here they are. glide here they along. Are sliding up. Don't touch them. Don't yeah. touch them. I, I am sorry if I did pronounce you wrong earlier. Ogre, ogre, ogre. Ogre. You said, I don't know what you said. I mean, it was cutting out, so I, I just got about a word of it. But whatever you said didn't sound right. <laughs> okay, well, there they are. We know who's won. The stones. Here they all are. The stones. <laughs> We're surrounded by stones. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. They're off to have a, have a drink at the bar. And then reform in the circle. Makes sense. Next, my favourite... Supporting character. Lots to choose from this season. Loads, loads. And the nominees are... Binro from The Rebos Operation. I know what it's like when every man's hand is against you. Professor Amelia Rumford from The Stones of Blood. Said that you cannot travel in space faster than the speed of light because the speed of light is a limiting factor. If you travelled more than 180,000 miles per second, you'd encounter the time distortion effect. Prince Reinhardt from the Androids of Tara. Tomorrow at the appropriate hour fixed by the astrologers in the great coronation room of the Palace of Tara, I am to be crowned king. And Drax from the Armageddon Factor. Hello, Feed. How you been, boy? I mean, loads to choose from. We had, we talked about Garen, Unstaff, <laughs> the Seeker, Mr. Fibulae, Merrick, Astra, uh, Pralix, Strella. Yeah. But these ones stood out. But we, I, these ones, and we agreed, didn't we? Like, 
We both had identical. I don't think there was any that we were like, oh, no, we were identical in this. So these obviously felt like the strongest four for us. Well, Binro, I knew you were going to put Binro because you liked that whole storyline of, of Binro. And it, like, if you talk about a character for quite a while, then you're going to remember them and they're going to come back. And Binro came up a few times. So I knew he was going to be there. Yes. Um, and same with <laughs> Amelia. We talked about Amelia loads. You we loved Amelia so much. But Amelia was such a good character. You're never going to forget her. Amelia is with, like, um, what's her name? With a ball. Miss, Miss Hawthorne. Um, Miss Hawthorne. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's definitely like, one of those. Absolutely brilliant character. Prince Reinhardt. I mean, he was a good character in his story. Interestingly, I mean, there's two versions of him, isn't there? And I enjoyed both for different reasons. I enjoyed Android version of Prince Reinhardt that doesn't do much, but actually added some sort of comical value in its lack of lack of doing anything. And then there's the Prince Reinhardt that's like trying to do the right thing. Like it's injured and like trying to move things along and trying to do good. And from the start was on the side of the doctor. Just I thought it was a great character. And then they are up in the Royal Box. There's Reinhardt and Strella. Give us a wave. There they are. Oh, and there's their doubles down at the bar. Give us a wave. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> right. And then you really like Drax in the Armageddon Factor. He sort of invigorated yes. the story towards the end. He did, yeah. He was a great addition at that point. It's not something I saw coming either. Like an, a new character addition at that point is not something I anticipated. And particularly like such a larger-than-life character into the story which is what Drax was like his whole character was very like well the Cockney geezer it's like was in jail for a few years and that was a Cockney accent and like the whole it was just not what I was expecting and I was like it was the energy that I needed for a six-parter <laughs> yeah you don't expect <laughs> you've got through. this sci-fi story about nuclear war and then the last thing you expect is like a Cockney time lord <laughs> wheeler dealer guy yeah. at the end <laughs> And help them. Like, he just helped move them yeah. along, so... And you didn't want, like, Astra or someone like that because you didn't really... You weren't fond of her, no. She's definite no. <laughs> well, let's find out who has won. And the winner of Best Supporting Character is... Amelia! Yes! Oh, it, of course. It had to be. I mean, we wanted her to be a companion. I mean... Oh, yeah, she'd have been a great companion. She just took everything like in her stride she just got on with it she was chatting away <laughs> to everybody <laughs> really memorable we're going to talk about her again and that's what makes a good supporting character one that one helps the story along and was like essential for the story i cannot imagine that story without her and also that we're going to remember and talk about like miss hawthorne uh so yes there there she is there's amelia having a wonderful time over there at the back with the medieval folk Oh, and there she is with yeah, with K9 as well. Having a great time with K9. It worked with K9 really well. Right, okay. That's three down. <laughs> Seven to go. Um, six to go. Oh, six to go. There's ten, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Sorry, there is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, next category. Uh, what should we do now? Oh, let's do... Best story. Best story. 
Yeah, so we had to get rid of two from the six, and the four nominees are the Pirate Planet, the Stones of Blood. Earth? Well, I thought you'd be pleased. Oh, I might have guessed your favourite planet. How do you know that? Oh, everybody knows that. Tell everybody that. The Androids of Tara. Look, Isaac, we what? haven't got time for you to practice anything. We've got to find the fourth segment. You find it. I'm taking the day off. The day off? Yes. And the Armageddon factor. Doctor, release the key to me immediately. Unable to distinguish between the White Guardian and the Black. Now, I think people are going to be really surprised at the six-parter was nominated yeah. because it's not got a great reputation. And I think the first one, the reverse operation that's not there, has a better fan reputation. And I was so surprised that you liked that last story. I think you were surprised you liked that last story as well. Yeah, I think everyone everyone is surprised <laughs> how well that, that went down. I, I just really enjoyed it this time, and it didn't drag. It didn't like drag. Some there were many parts I felt like needed cutting. The only disappointing part about it was the end. That was a, that just because of the build up. Of yeah, the whole it's, season. it's a build up of a season. The story itself, isolated, I really enjoyed. If I take out those last like four minutes, which is all they devoted probably to like an entire season story arc, it would just be a great story. And there was nothing that I felt needed cutting. Like I said, people were added at times when when things normally dip. We had new characters put in that you weren't expecting and. You know, we're in different places. We talked about the set, I remember at the time, potentially being cheap, but because the story was strong, it didn't feel it. It didn't like, it didn't bring you to that. It was just really good. I didn't, like I said, my only sort of weak point with that was, what's her name? But in the scheme of things. Astra. Astra, but I could deal with that. <laughs> well, there's always got to be something. Exactly, uh, she, she was quite funny though. I, I liked, yeah, I liked all the characters there, and yeah, I would really recommend people to try Armageddon Factor again if you think, oh, that's not really one that I've enjoyed before, because I was expecting, yeah, the beige cheapness of some of the other ones that we've had previously, but it was not like that at all. And also because we've we're so used now to Doctor Romana and K Nine, they're really working well together in this story. And we got like bad canine in this. We got like, like there was just so many different elements. You know, we had a lot more of Romana by herself, but in like, um, in a completely different way. Like when the doctor is kidnapped really early on, it, it's a completely different parallel to what we've had so far. If like Romana really has to figure this out and stuff. And it was, it was just really strong. It happened at a point where, the strengths of those three were really there at the front. Like we knew who these characters were and even in new situations, it was great to see how they worked and reacted to it. Yeah. And I forgot to say, I think at the time it's written by the people that invented K9. So maybe that's why K9 has a lot to do. Oh, maybe. And yeah. That also means it's, it's written by the people that wrote the prawn story. <laughs> The prawn story one. I love that story. You don't like the prawn, but I love that story. I know. I I've just realised that. Well, it's the production. If that prawn, oh, anyway, I'm not going to go on about the prawn again. That's a okay, couple of seasons ago. So, would you like to announce the winner? And the winner 
of best story is The Stones of Blood. Yay! Well, that had everything. Again, it had Amelia. Yeah. It was a a really good, compact story. And actually, it felt almost like two different stories. A bit, yeah, a bit like the a bit like Invisible Enemy, where they went up to the hospital, like you said. And I liked it. We had it sort of set on Earth. It wasn't too spacey. But when we went spacey, it was still interesting. And you had the Earth characters and the alien villains and the monster. Yeah, it was a bit of everything. Yeah, people really like this story as well. It's got a little bit of the sort of demons, Miss Hawthorne vibe, like we said as well in this, in that sort of... Yeah, it's just got a lot going for it. And it goes somewhere that you just don't expect. But like, if you ride in it, you're like with it. And it's great. I really, really enjoyed it. Cool. There we go. Winner. Right. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Got... Okay, this moves on to the icon of the season. Mmm. So that is for somebody or something that has influenced the season as a whole, for good or for worse. Uh, now we have a few nominees. Well, did we decide in the end? Who our nominees were or who won? Who won? Yeah. We went for all of them and decided, love. Okay. I don't know why I didn't write all these down. Um <laughs> We literally, it was like the easiest decisions we've ever made. So we don't do the nominees for this one, we just announce it. Yeah. So, and then we talk about it. So, <clears throat> so everybody, here we go. We are now going to announce the icon of season 16. And the icon of season 16 is... Romana. Yes. Oh, I mean, it had to be. Yeah. It absolutely had to be. I wasn't sure how you were going to find her to begin with because she was uh, she's definitely changed her character a little bit as it's gone as she's got used to going out there and meeting different people and going to different places she started off very like studious of this like time lord that doesn't really know the world but that was quite fun to see develop as well it felt like a story in itself seeing her develop it felt you know which was fun it was fun to see because by the time at the end of the Armageddon Factor, like I said, I was like, she could be totally a female doctor. I'd definitely watch that. Yeah, she's like a completely different character by then. And she's a very interesting character, completely different to Leela. And re- I'm so glad she made that impression in that first story on you straight away. Great clothes. Brilliant- Great clothes options. Yeah. Oh, exactly. The best, probably the best clothes that we've had in Ooh, Doctor Who strong, so far. Strong statement. I think so. She is. So she is an icon of the season and a fashion icon as well. Well, we'll see when we get to the fashion. <laughs> I think everyone's going to agree. With that. We The only other things that we talked about, just so everyone knows, um, the actual key to time, obviously. Uh, yeah, we did talk about the <laughs> key to time. Speak. And Mark also mentioned the... Tracer. Tracer. I was like, no. <laughs> well, they're both in every story. I know, I know. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the keys. I won't give you the tracer. <laughs> it's going to be weird them not searching for something or getting that tracer out. I now. know. To it, they should find something every story. I just feel like it's Harry Potter's one coming out or something. I just know. Okay, next category is a listener demanded best outfit. You wanted to do something different here, am I right? Well, yeah, I'm just about to say. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I was literally Sorry. about to announce it. And I was like, I need to read something like... different, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so please go over to, I think our, our doubles are over there. Our Android doubles are down there at the Doskers Catwalk. Can you feel the <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> right. So please welcome our first nominee. Romana in her Stones of Blood outfit, Burberry hat, Salmon Ensemble and heels. Well, how do I look? Glamming it in the mud, love. Ravishing. Work it, girl. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I've been at a drug race for a while since it left Netflix. <laughs> okay, number two is Vivian Fay in her feathery Kaliak outfit. I used to be a brown owl. Here she is with um, skull, mask, feathers head to toe. She can beam me up. <laughs> She's a space bitch. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Next up, we have Romana in her purple Androids of Tara outfit. According to our records, it's what everyone on Tara's wearing this year. Isn't that right, K9? Purple rain, don't you know it? Tara, I don't even know her. <laughs> is that a tracer in her pocket or is she just pleased to see me? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, it's Romana again in her white wedding Armageddon Factor outfit. It's a good day for a white guardian. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There are all our nominees on the catwalk. We've got, we've got two robot Romanas and a real one, and Vivian Faye. Of course. Brilliant. I mean, it, of course it had to be Romanas because she has had a different outfit every single time. Quite unusual, actually. You know, like Leela was just in a her things the whole time oh budget cuts one out yeah and we did see the wardrobe this uh season we love seeing the wardrobe i love seeing the wardrobe anything with the wardrobe anything that involves seeing more of the tardis we're fans of so yeah bring it yeah really good and yeah there wasn't really anybody else that stood out because i mean we talked about other other people that we met there wasn't really anybody you know like it was either like the mentiads that were all in just like yellow like cloth things swampies didn't really even wear much like, um, <laughs> everyone in like the, everyone else in the armageddon factor and stuff were just there were just like uniforms and things weren't they there wasn't really anything that was like wow that's a really cool outfit apart from romana so and obviously romana. well and vivian faye just because of all her feathers and stuff it was like a vivian proper faye looks fab. that yeah. outfit was brilliant and actually she had three outfits didn't she Vivian Fay, as she had that pink trouser suit thing, she had her feathers, and she was all in silver in space. So, <laughs> I think that I think that story has more outfit changes than because Romana has two in that as well. It's quite unusual. Would you like to announce the winner? Yes, and the winner of best outfit is. Vivian Fay. Yeah, there she is. I don't even need to break it down as it's one outfit compared to the other one that was three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as as the Cadillac, she ruled over history with her feathers 
and a skull thing. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. A complete transformation. We didn't know it was going to be her. She can hide in the bushes with those feathers any day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. There we are. Um, she Here she comes for the, uh, the crown of best outfit. <laughs> brilliant outfit. There we go. There we are. I like the catwalk thing. We're going to do that every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start watching Drag Race again, somehow. Now it's not on Netflix. I don't watch it much. And I haven't watched much of the BBC one. I went on Netflix to watch some like older ones. And oh yeah, they'd all disappeared. Because it's, it. it's... I can't remember where it is now, but you can get it on Hulu. Um, tell a lie... I did spot it the other day. I spotted three seasons of All Stars, and that's all there pretty much is because that was made for Netflix. That's it. All the other, all the other Drag Race has gone. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I wanted to go like right back, and there just wasn't anything. Yeah, it's a shame. Right. Okay. So we have got only three categories left to go. Excellent. <laughs> You're really happy. Yeah, it's a bit... Well, it's not as um, cold as where we were last time. Where were we at the last Oscars? I can't remember now. But this, this castle here is, um, is a bit... Yeah, bad. I'm not as grumpy as I was last time, so no. that's good. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, for anybody on their way out, Binro will be making predictions for donations. So um, he'll be ready on the door. Just to let you know. I couldn't do like an actual Oscars, I don't think, where they're like two and a half, three hours long. I couldn't sit there like that whole thing. Well, no, no. I don't think our, our Oscars would be that long. I wouldn't let it. Well, it depends what the after party's like. That's fine. That's a different thing. You know? I mean, we were talking about this. I'm all for like, I just want to know who's won. And if I remember who's won after our own talks. But like... <laughs> Sometimes that's a surprise to me. But like, I forget. But like Mark enjoys all the interludes in between. And I have to be like, shut up, I want to know who's next. Mark likes to take it all in. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Tell me who's won. You want to see what's going on. You want to wave to the seeker over there. You want to say hello to Binro, don't you? And Mr. Fibuli. You want to have a drink and just, you know, create, create I'm like, the atmosphere. When I watch the award ceremonies, the bits they do before they actually say who's nominated or before who's won is the most annoying part ever. And I'm like, it's like 10 minutes of faff. And I'm like, it's not about you. It's about these people. These people here right now that are up for nomination. This is their moment. Well, it is, yeah. But then everyone else from the season is here to support them, you know, like give them a wave. And, you know, this is like the royal variety of performance this time because we've got the Prince and princess of castle gras here to watch sure. you know this is a very regal uh we haven't been regal before if we're not we've never had royalty before that's a bold statement to make mark are you sure no well we're going to have royalty princess strella and prince reynard are now going to be at, have a box at every single doscus from now on <laughs> Like put a box into all this. Okay. Or anyway, or the real king and queen will be here. Um, Altos and Sabitha should be here oh, every single time. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All next right. Okay, one. okay. Okay. So best regular, really quick one. This one. So we've just got three to choose from: the Doctor, Romana, and K Nine. 
And they have been really good. Even though, like, I mean, K9, what's it, his third season now? I feel like this season he's been used the best so far in everything that he's done. I don't know if it's to do with, like, getting the key or... I don't know. He just seems to be really useful. And I feel like they know how to write for him now. Because I think before, last season, he was just a bit of... He was more of a weapon than ever before. And he has he does that a bit. I mean, he shoots the parrot and the ogre and all that stuff in this one. But he also does quite a lot with the Mentiads. He went off and, and did stuff. I can't even remember her name now. He went over those Welsh hills, didn't he? Um, and then with Amelia, he like helped her build that thing to get the Doctor and Romana back from hyperspace. And he went bad in the Armageddon Factor and then talked to that computer in the Armageddon Factor. We had like a whole minute of just bleeping we watched, or maybe five minutes of bleeping <laughs> of K9. <laughs> and we still loved it. Yeah. K9's been... I feel like now they really know how to write for K9. And... This was the season where he didn't just feel like, oh, and now we've got to add that character in. It, he really felt like part of, even the one when he wasn't in it, it was a missed presence. I think that's why, as a story as well, it felt a bit weaker. I mean, Romana, as we've already talked about, was great as well. Romana's been really strong. Um, really good first season. And the relationship with the Doctor and Romana, it's less grumpy, I feel, than it was with Leela. Yeah, yeah. And just, it's yeah, it's much more pleasant. He hasn't them. really changed that much, but I just think having Romana there as a sort of almost equal, equal in intelligence but not streetwise, is a really good mix, I think. Because then they can talk all science. She can fly the TARDIS and do all sorts of different things and go off and, and do technical things. But she still needs that help from the doctor because she doesn't really know. Unless she, she might trust somebody that might be dodgy, that's really obviously dodgy, but she doesn't necessarily. Or she'll just blurt out, "We're looking for the key to time. We're time lords, or something." Where you probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, really good. I really like this this lot. Um, but who has? And the won? doctor is a really strong season for the doctor as well. Doctor's been strong throughout. Should we say who's won? And the winner of Best Regular is K9. Yay! Ooh, there we are. He he got done up in gold <laughs> for something. For a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Here he is, trundling on away. He might take a bit of time. He does take a while. Uh, oh, yeah. Really good for K9. Uh, did we even consider K9? Really strong before? season for K9. Yeah, we didn't really even... Like, I don't know, I feel like I didn't really notice him as much before. Like, they realise all the potentials that that sort of character can bring, rather than just, oh, it's a robot, and that'd be yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it, it, they thought beyond that, and that's what was most exciting, I think, about K9's appearance in this season. Uh, right, we've got three more categories left. <laughs> You're... Missed one out. Missed one out. <clears throat> uh, so the next category is best cliffhanger. Uh, so we've got three <laughs> nominees for this one, and they are The Stones of Blood, Part 1, Romana Falling Off the Cliff, The Androids of Tara, Part 2, The Doctor Whacking the Robot, over the head 
and the Armageddon Factor part, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's when the Marshal is pressing the missile launch to uh, the planet, which I cannot remember the name of right now, and everyone's probably screaming <laughs> it right now. But everybody, everyone knows what I mean, the Marshal launching the missile. Oh, and there is another one as well, because I can't read my own writing. Uh, <laughs> when at the uh, part four or five of Armageddon Factor, when Drax is shrinking the Doctor by accident. Okay, that was the worst announcement of nominees ever. But everybody knows what I mean. <laughs> so we thought, or when we discussed this, we thought there were like loads of really good, interesting cliffhangers. But when we actually came down to it, there yeah. wasn't actually that many. No, we went through every story and yeah. They're all fairly standard, like, oh, someone's in danger or something. But there wasn't those big twists. But these moments. ones are strong. These ones are strong cliffhangers. So... So Romana falling off the cliff was really interesting. Well, it was her first big scream because she's not like a screamy Victoria or something like that. So when she does scream, you really know that there's proper danger. And fair enough, she got pushed off a massive cliff at just hanging on <laughs> for like an hour. So she that's fine. <laughs> that's acceptable. <laughs> and it was the doctor supposedly that pushed her off as well, which is a good twist to that. Yeah, because we don't see who does it, do we? But, like, she did. And then the Androids of Tara one, where you've got that slow build-up, it's like the coronation, and she walks through, and it's Strella, and because of everything going on, you think, oh, is that Romana being forced to do it? And so she's standing there saying her speech really silently, and the Doctor just, no, whack. I mean, shock value. I remember watching that the very first time. Very yeah, first time. very first time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I did not see that coming. That was just like, wow. Um, the missile launch, it's a bit of a different kind of one because you like that because it was like building on what had come before and the, the marshal is out there. And, um, and then the shrinking as well with Drax. Again, you love a Planet of Giants moment. So is that why it's there? <laughs> shrinking, people shrinking. Well, again, we were looking at cliffhangers and it's just the doors open and that happens and it's just like the wrong time and you're like, no, it was a really good cliffhanger to like, you know. When, and also it was a moment where I thought like, oh my gosh, was Drax doing this on purpose? Even when Drax shakes himself after you're like, so I'm like, oh my gosh, was Drax like bad all along? And then Drax is like, oh, we've done it. He's like, what have you done? It was great. The winner, who is going to be... Who's going to have that memorable moment? Would you like to announce? Yes. And the winner of Best Cliffhanger is Dr. Wacken Romano with a stick. Yay! <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, which, which episode is it? The Androids <laughs> of Tara Part 2. It has to be. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just for that shock moment. I love it's a shock cliffhanger. I love a cliff I love a freeze frame or a shock moment like that where it's like really quick. You love a freeze frame, don't you? I know, they don't do them anymore. It was that one director that doesn't do them anymore. So he's not <laughs> around. I don't we think we get any freeze frames ever again apart from that season. That would have been a good freeze frame though. No. And he's like mid air just about to like whack Strella. Yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe not. Maybe that's a bit too violent actually. 
But yeah, you don't know what's happened really because you don't really see it either. Yeah, so yeah. It's all sort of like the confusion of like what's what's going on. So what's happened? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Now we only have two categories left. <laughs> uh, so we'll go straight on to it uh, because we've got to get out the castle bar tonight, haven't we? Uh, so it's worst moment. Uh, now it was a very good, strong season, like we've said, but we did find a few issues to to nominate, and they are uh, the power of Kroll cliffhanger with Romana's screaming at the man in the costume. <laughs> Romana being captured a lot in the androids of Tara, like back and forth on the horse. Dad, why did you do that? Because he's got Romana. Look. Stop. Let go. Princess Astra being a bit <laughs> wet. Wet. <laughs> in the Armageddon factor. My destiny is here, in this place, not on Atreus, not on Zeos. And. The conclusion of the whole season. Uh, key to time, I command you. Could I ask you something, sir? Yes, Doctor. It's just a well that the key's already assembled, sir. I mean, couldn't you restore the balances now? So there's our four nominees. So I'll just explain that last one because we felt, like we said, the whole build up to the getting the key to time and everything, and then they just have to scatter it out again. And there wasn't really much of a sort of there's just no build up and it also it was all just done on a screen and then they were gone i i don't know i would have wanted them to meet face to face and something happened or i don't know you just think it was a whole season build up and it was like what five minutes not even that i was always disappointed because throughout this the white guardians like beware the black guardian and we had a few conversations throughout the whole season that it came up beware the black guardian and then you never get that face to face he just turns up on a screen and so it's just that sort of a bit of a um uh, say a damp moment what's it dampener on the, on the whole build-up that you've been looking forward to so that's that the end of the power of crow that cliffhanger you just thought it wasn't very convincing that romana was screaming like we've said about her falling off the cliff it was really bad scream yes ah i didn't even think she was captured i thought she was <laughs> making it up yeah so that was a bit just of a bad moment um and also but, i mean we are nitpicking at this point because it's hard it's been a really strong season the weaker moment on um androids of tara was just Romana just back and forth. There was that moment where she like takes all that time. She escapes on the horse and everything, has one conversation with the doctor, and then suddenly Grendel's got her back on a horse and she's been taken away again towards the end of the story. It was just a bit like, how did she get captured so much in that story? <laughs> so I know, that, yeah. And that just made the story a little bit more weak than because there was all that back and forth. We don't really like a lot of that back and forth captured stuff. And then Princess Astra as well. You just didn't really like her. Uh, the whole story arc for her quite wet. Like, I just, it, yeah. She was too eager to be a stone. <laughs> I just, like, I just found the whole thing. Like, I said, like, yeah, she was, I just found it, yeah. I couldn't work out what she was trying to be. And then she was just like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be a stone. I'm a stone now. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that's so wet. There's not even any fire to it. You know, like, you could be saving your whole planet. You're like, no, way, I'm supposed to be a stone. Okay. <laughs> It's just, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, who has won worst moment? I mean, it's a, it's a tough one. 
because nothing was that bad. It is a tough one, yes. But um, there has to be a winner of the worst moment, and the worst moment winner is the end of the season. Ooh, I'm always, I'm never sure to go yay or boo on these ones. <laughs> <laughs> it exists. I mean, yeah, it was just so rushed, and it it was just such a shame for such a massive build up that so little thought was put for it. It was as big in terms of like the arc as if the doctor was regenerating. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a massive, you literally, you plot this out at the start and you spend, and you know you've got six episodes as well at the end. It's not like it's a four-parter where you're really short on time. (laughs) Like there's six episodes on this. You could have taken some of rushed. K9 doing circles in that computer room for like five minutes. I mean, they have hired an actor to play the Black Guardian who's in it for like a few minutes. Just use him a bit more. Have him maybe pop up. They obviously and- did all the filming at the start. They obviously did all the filming at the start somehow. And like, that was that. But anyway, that was just a shame. Should we go on to the highlight of the night? Oh, it's always a highlight, isn't it? The The final award. That person that is going to be in the uh, the ranks of of our hero award. Um, yeah, and also Ian Chesterton. Yeah, and a shout out again to Lucas who's put pictures on our Doskers wiki so we can easily identify everybody straight away, <laughs> and who has been doing a great job of uh, keeping track of everything for us. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> right, and the nominees. Are Binro for his personal sacrifice for the pursuit of the truth in the Rebos operation. Have you ever looked up at the sky at night and seen those little lights? Professor Rumford getting involved in the adventure and fighting the Ogre in the Stones of Blood. Doctor! What is it? What is it? In the cause of science, I think it's our duty to capture that creature. Dagin trying to stop the missile being fired in the power of Christ. You, you can't do it, Thor! Touch the port button, I swear I'll kill you! Then kill me, but you're not going to kill the others! And Merak in his pursuit of saving Astra in the Armageddon Factor. Merak, get inside! No! Quick, get inside! No, 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 I'm staying here! What? I'm staying here to look for Astra! What about the shadow? Astra! Astra. Bit of a mixed bunch, and literally like... The guy from the Power of Krull that we never even mentioned in our episode at all. But looking back, he it was a brave moment. <laughs> it was a brave moment. Do you want to say I, the winner, Mark, and we could discuss it? Oh, okay. Yes. Well, our our coffee members have decided who is going to be in that Hall of Fame with Ian uh, and everybody else and Charlie the Barman, etc. Uh, okay. So <laughs> always remember. <laughs> You mocked it, but Charlie the Barman is the one person we always remember. <laughs> the winner is... I'm just getting my... Uh, K9's just giving me a readout. The winner of the Sir Ian Chesterton Heroic Moment Award for Season 16 is... Amelia! Hey. Yes, Professor Rumford for just getting involved and fighting the ogre and it's a great uh, award because it fits perfectly for what we always say for these heroes it's your everyday person that yeah. has to step up 
and get involved. Yeah. And, okay, let's just discuss the others for a minute. So Binro, I like, that was a brilliant standout moment from the season where you find out about him. He's not even part of the main plot or anything. He just turns no. up and you just find out all about his life and what's happened to him and how this world works and that he has he's always stood up for his beliefs so that's why he was a hero of his time of his beliefs and I think he sort of does help does he sacrifice himself he sort of does get he gets killed anyway doesn't he kind of does in the end yeah he gets killed yeah but he sacrifices his personal status for what he believes because they all think he's crazy don't they yeah that's yeah that's what it is so um he had to be there Dugin or whatever he is I don't know or whoever he is uh, in the power of Kroll only because he was sort of like the goody one out of those guys and he didn't want that missile to be launched and then Thingy got like shot him and stuff so that a great heroic moment he was like I need to sort of help save everyone I don't think anyone's that particularly bothered about him but we had to have somebody else so he's there um, and then Merak we put in probably not the most heroic of everybody that we've ever had but he really did want to save Astra and talked about her a lot in six episodes. Yes. I mean, considering he's just a medic, he goes very much out of his way and to a different planet to try and save her. And so we recognise that. Yeah. Um, but I think Professor Rumford definitely deserves it. Listener Andy said he, she's definitely a woman of who. And oh, yeah, absolutely. She oh, is. For sure. she? Definitely yeah. up there as a woman of yeah. who. Yeah, she's there with Miss Hawthorne and everybody else that we've had. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for, for voting on that one. I feel like there needs to be some, like... Like, their picture then, like, slowly goes up on a wall while, like, someone sings... That's some really slow song, like... They're the greatest of them all. They're the dusk winner all. Something like that. Well, I think if you'll see over there, there's a nice tapestry that um, Strella hand stitched of Amelia Rumford to go on the wall. She's been stitching all of our winners in this medieval tapestry Looks that's going to really stay up. Quickly on it, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she's an android. She can do like extra fast uh, stitching. <laughs> she's been stitching and bitching. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this whole Oscars has been going on. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. It was a really good season, wasn't it? Like, yeah. And now it's seventeen. Oh what are you hoping for? Season. I say it every season, but fucking hell. <laughs> and also, we're still only on the fourth Doctor. Yes. So like, 20, we're on the seventeenth season. So this will be his sixth year. Like that's nuts. Considering how many there are, we're on the seventeenth season, and we're still only on the fourth Doctor. Like it's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like, there are two things that I can't like put into scale for myself. But anyway, yeah, I don't know what to expect at all. But I'm sure it will be fun. Well, yeah, we will see you all for season seventeen, and it's Destiny of the Daleks. Good old Terry Nation is back. Yeah, and thank you again to all our coffee members, not just for voting, for their continued support. Yes, thank you very much. And yeah, we love hearing your comments and everything. And yeah, let's let's go. We better get out of here because um, 
the tar and wood beasts are surrounding us. We need to get out safely. Uh, so we'll do, we'll sort all of that out. Uh, and thank you very much to we'll Count Brendel. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, well, the party is in that in that little hut, you know, that Lamia got shot outside of. <laughs> the party's sure, going on sure. in there later, everyone. So we're all going to head over there. Right. So we'll see you later. Bye. See you Bye. Two. Watch who.